Don't bypass this time. And he's like, I'm just going to set new goals. Don't do that. Take time and review this past year. You have to block time to do that. And this is going to transform how you move forward next year, how you take the time and discipline to actually review this past year. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Dr. Pete Camiolo here along with Dr. Stephen, Stephen Franson. What's up, everybody? Hey, what's up, everybody? Great to be together today. Uh, this is exciting. We're coming towards the end of the year, and this is a uh, topic, Doc, we, we're just anticipating. We're excited about being able to dive into our topic this week is about goal in review. So we're reviewing the 19 year, 2019 year in review. We're going to be diving into how do you do that more successfully? What does this exercise look like? What does the review look like? How can you make this the most remarkable year in review you've ever done? You may not have thought about that as being a high priority, maybe thinking more about next year. We're saying, no, let's pause. Let's learn how to reflect on the past year because there's a real art to this. There's a real science to this, Doc. And uh, we do believe this is going to transform what happens next year based on how you review this year. Yeah, absolutely. So as we study success, um, there's, you, look out, you look for commonalities, right? So what are the things that people do? Like I, uh, Tony Robbins, I think, said it originally, success leaves clues. Uh, so if you're somebody who's um, recognizing that you're in the business of saving lives, you want to be successful, right? It means a bigger impact. So we study successful people inside and outside of chiropractic. And one thing I can tell you in my 25 years of studying success is one one habit, one behavior, one mechanism that just is a constant is goal setting and goals review. So this is a huge topic. So uh, if you're uh, if you're not driving, grab a pen and paper uh, and get ready to uh, to take down some just some tactical uh, gems around how to maximize goal setting and goal review. Yeah, and the cool thing is, Doc, you and I probably um, are going to speak a little bit different about goal review, which is going to be awesome for for you, our listener, Doctor Steve and I both have you know, our strategy and approach. And we definitely have a general framework that we actually use and we coach and we teach, but we also have our, our unique perspective. And this is the beauty of this. You're going to have a perspective that's very unique to you. And I think you got you to understand that that's, this is something very personal, right? So this is personal. But what we want to differentiate is between the difference of a owner-operator versus a CEO, Dr. Steven. We may, we may do things slightly different, but there's a clear difference between how an owner-operator reviews goals versus a CEO. So let's start with that. And then we can talk about the actual rituals and strategy and the exercise of doing this and how you can do this really well. But there's a clear difference between how an owner operator versus a CEO reviews goals. Yeah. I mean, even sets goals, right? So, you know, when, when we talk about the owner operator, I just look back at the season of my life when I was the owner operator and all the goals that I set, really, I was setting the goals for me, <laughs> you know, setting the goals for me to achieve. And what I would do is I would build the systems and hire the people around me to support me while I did the things that made the goals happen, right? So ultimately, the owner-operator yokes themselves with the goals and says, okay, let's get to work, everybody. <laughs> you know, but what that really means is just come around me and make sure that I don't die in the process of trying to hit these goals, right? So yeah. the CEO, totally different deal. Totally different deal. It's like, okay, so let's decide exactly what our vision is for a better tomorrow, right? So I I like to say the vision cast is about what is the business that we're creating, 
what's the sixth or 12 month next iteration of this business with an eye on the three to five year iteration of this business? Like what's the vision of it? And then you set goals based on that, right? So, you know, we're going to talk about goals review today, but first you have to be super clear about setting the goals that you're going to be reviewing, right? So we're going to do a whole podcast episode on goal setting coming up here in the near future. Uh, but ultimately the CEO says, here's where we're going in the next six to 12 months. And they design the plan, the business, and hire the people around them to help them achieve those goals, right? So the owner-operator thinks totally different than the CEO here because the CEO knows I've got to surround myself with the people that are going to help me reach those goals, right? I'm going to invest in the asset that is people. I'm going to hire the time, energy, focus, and talent of somebody else who's going to help me achieve these specific goals categorically, and what you'll do is delegate to those people. You identify those actions that need to happen to reach your goals, delegate it to the appropriate person on your team, and then you set goals with them and you assign appropriate KPIs, reporting systems, and meeting rhythms so everybody on the team knows, man, I know exactly where we're going and I know how we're going to get there and I know what I'm responsible to do to get us there. Yeah, I mean, Doc, you're talking about something that's just so important. I want to I linger here just for a minute because it's important that that we, we get exposed, like you said, as an owner-operator, you knew, hey, I'm building this around me. And the biggest difference between the owner-operator mindset when it comes to goal setting, goal getting, <laughs> you know, the review process is, it really is very internal. It's really focused on yourself. Um, and then what happens is you take full responsibility. You carry that weight yoke. If, you're feel, if you heard that and you were like, that's me, we're here for you. Today already is going to change your life because what we're going to teach you, even just now in this podcast, I think is going to liberate you to be able to consider this past year and from a different perspective. Even if you say, hey, I've been functioning as an owner-operator, Docs, like you pinned me. <laughs> you got me guilty as charged. Like that's what I've done this whole year. Hey, listen, we just want you to know like that's why we're doing this podcast. That's what this whole thing is really about because we understand like that's the nature of entrepreneurship. That's the nature of small business ownership. Nobody's ever taught us how to become CEOs. We've just had to grind and, and just hustle and freaking do it, right? You got to just make it happen. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing, you know? And so, but we're saying there's a better way. There's a more excellent way. There's a more remarkable way. And that's what we want to teach you today. But if you find yourself in that place, I want you to know that's why we're here for you. So hang on. We're about to give you some tools, at least to review 2019 from a perspective of a CEO. How would a CEO look back, right? We say, don't look back because we're not going that way, except if you're reviewing the year and you want to make sure you go where you want to go next and you want to get there faster, better, you know, that's what you want. So it is a discipline to look back. I think a lot of times we've avoid looking back because we don't want to deal with the, the stuff we had to face. If we don't want to have to look back, oh, well, I was disappointed with this past year. Listen, the point of this is the discipline of this is to be able to gather the data that's important so that you can make great decisions moving forward. Don't avoid looking back because you're, you're just dreading, you know, maybe what you're looking at or don't, don't look back just to celebrate only and just, just linger in that and not really get yourself back together to move forward and to conquer the next mountain. It's really important that we take this time to review. Don't bypass this time and it's like, I'm just going to set new goals. Don't do that. Take time and review this past year. You have to block time to do that. And this is going to transform how you move forward next year, how you take the time and discipline to actually review this past year. Yeah, this is a critical CEO leadership uh, ritual, right? So it's goal setting and goal getting, right? So the goal setting is your responsibility. You got to lead this. This is part of leadership. 
Uh, and you absolutely have to be tracking your metrics. And so there's a few things that we're making an assumption around here that we should probably hit a little rewind button here and talk about, okay, so there's some, some things that actually have to be in place. Like you, you have to understand that good leadership is like good driving, right? So what's good driving? You, you're not just looking one place, right? So you're looking out the windshield, you're looking at the dashboard, and you're looking at the rearview mirror. That's good driving. <laughs> you know, bad driving is you pick one of those three and you just focus on that. You, we've all been around that person on the road. It's like, oh my gosh, are you driving just looking through the windshield or are you looking at your dashboard, <laughs> you know, or are you looking in your rearview mirror, right? So you yeah. have to look at them, look, you got to look at them all. And, you know, of course you're looking out the windshield and leadership, that's your plan, right? So think about that as like your marketing plan, right? So that's out the windshield, that's the future, what's coming. And then your, your dashboard is the here and now, the present time consciousness of being aware as a leader, you know, being able to take the temperature of the room, connect with the person in front of you and be able to slow down and listen and get the real time feedback of what's going on. Pay attention, right? To pay attention to what's going on real time. And then the rear view mirror, that's your stats, right? That's your metrics and your metrics tell a story. Yes, they, you know, there's, there's exceptions here. You should of course have predictive uh, metrics laid out, uh, but most of, of the metrics are going to tell a story, right? They're going to tell a story of where you've been, just like looking out your rearview mirror, and they're informative. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, you know, you if you're not tracking your metrics, you're telling yourself stories. Okay, you're not letting the metrics tell your story, right? So I like to say, if you want to grow your business, you got to know your business. And I don't have emotions; I have metrics. The big idea here is, as a CEO you don't get the luxury of stories, right? So you don't yeah. get to tell yourself stories. You have to actually have an informed an informed opinion. You have to make informed decisions. And that's only going to come from data. So you've got to identify exactly what data needs to be, what's important, what needs to be recorded. And you have to learn how to interpret them, you know, interpret the data points. And then you need to determine exactly what should you do based on the data and who do you direct to do those things. Yeah, I mean, this is so powerful. So even just what you shared, Dr. Steven, as a listener, hopefully you wrote that down because even just that analogy, bring that into your next team meeting that you, that you cast when you do your vision casting meeting and you do a review of your next goals. Just give them an example of what we're doing here, guys, is just like how good driving is, right? It's a great example. It's a great way to teach your team. Here's the thing. Everything that we're sharing with you on these podcasts, you, need, you should be taking this content and bring it into your team meetings leading your huddles, leading your team meetings, using stories like this. This is, this is, we're just giving you gold. So I want to share a quick story, doc. I think I've shared this story with you, but I was driving, uh, when I left chiropractic college, I was driving back to uh, New Jersey. I was in chiropractic college in Minnesota and I was driving back to New Jersey. I was going to go get married. And, um, I remember driving across the state of Pennsylvania. It was like late in the night. I had driven straight through. It was like 18 hours. I know that's not something you're supposed to do, but I did it anyway. And I was driving and I was coming, you know, down an interstate to two lane road. I think it was, uh, I think it's I 80, whatever it is that goes across Pennsylvania. And, um, I was going to, uh, pass a vehicle and, um, right as I was about to pass them, I was in the right lane and, and transitioned from right to left lane. This tractor trailer just came zooming by me as if I was sitting still. And I was on an interstate going kind of fast. And, uh, I realized that in just a moment, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't, if I, if I had gone that way, I would have been, I wouldn't be here. Right. So, I want to talk just briefly about the fact that you also have side view mirrors and the importance of checking your mirrors and seeing the objects and where they're at and the ability to change lanes. Because I think what we're talking about here is some of you are like, well, I've been stuck in this owner operator lane and I need to get into the CO lane. You're also going to need your side view mirror to be able to pivot, to be able to transition from one side to the other. So this podcast is also here to tell you, hey, there's a, there's a path, there's support for you, there's help for you. You're not alone. You don't have to do this alone. 
you need some help. And this is where things like coaching come in for me, doc, you know, having somebody that can help you see like what's going on also, and how do I interpret the data that's going on in my life? And how do I, how do I tr transition and move from one lane to another lane? I think it's important to know that you're not alone. That's why I love our CEO mastermind. That's why I love our coaching. That's why I love our academy, our live events, all the wonderful things we get to do because it's, you're on the road. We get it. You're going 60. You've got to keep going. If you pull over and stop for gas, you got a destination you want to go. You can't just like park there and spend the rest of the, you know, the year parked at the gas station because you need a gas. You got to get off the exit, fill up, get a snack, back on the road, keep going. And we want you to keep going so you hit your destination on time. You can make it to your first quarter goals, second quarter, third, fourth quarter goals. You make it home. You're like, hey, I told everybody I'd be home for Christmas. I made it. You know, you want to make it. And so our, our hope, Doc, is that we can help you do that. But there's blind spots that you probably have, like I had in that moment, that could, that could totally kill you. you know, and and if, we don't, if we don't have that vision and we also don't have the ability to not only look back, look forward, look down, and look left and right, we call that peripheral vision. You got to have peripheral vision as well. Can't just be tunnel vision all the time. We got to have the ability to see what's going on around us. Yeah. And, and your, your business can blindside you if you're not paying attention. Like if you're only looking out the windshield and you're just looking ahead at where you're going, man, you're just not paying attention to the here and now. And you're definitely not learning from what has happened in the past and you can get blindsided. Dr. Pete, I'm glad you made it, man. <laughs> I'm glad I made it too. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about the, the, the year in view. I, I have a couple things that I do that I'd love just to share as yeah let's go over some of the tactical practice as, stuff let's let's talk about some best practices yeah. so, so uh, why don't you have at it so yeah so when I when I look at my last 12 months I like to break it down from two categories my life and my business I like to separate those two we talk about having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one so here's one of the things that I would say as an entrepreneur we just think it's all the same like I just I work I live I do it all but with this exercise I do believe it is important to take time to look at your life goals and your business goals and separate them. So that's the first thing is to separate those two. I get it. They're, they integrate. They should integrate. They should integrate beautifully. There should be alignment, total alignment. However, when you review, break it down, separate, because it really helps you identify like where the misalignments are, where the adjustments are needed moving forward. So I think that's the first thing I would say is when you review the past, break it down separate. Obviously, you're going to bring into your team meeting and your team, the business side. But for you as a person, you're not two people. You're one whole person who wants to be whole. You have to look at it both. So that's one thing I would say is make sure you do this review and you look at both the, the business past and, the, and your life past and look at them both. Hey, Dr. Pete, I don't want to interrupt you, but really, I don't want to lose this thought. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great idea for a future episode is, all right, so we're going to tease apart the business and and set the uh, the the life the lifestyle part of this the personal life side of this off into the parking lot. Uh, let's double back and let's let's break that down. Like the goals review, goal setting, and goals review for the life piece as well. We can yeah. get into some rich, some really rich content there. So let's remember to do that. Yeah, we will. We'll be back to my conversation with Dr. Stephen right after this. Growing your business cannot happen without the right team. Dr. Steven and I talk about the goal of having a team-driven practice. But do you want to know how to create your own world-class team? The best place for you to do that over a short period of time is at the TRP Team Building event coming up January 10th and 11th, 2020 in Dallas, Texas. Over the course of two powerful days, you will learn how to create a team-driven practice. 
increasing productivity, driving growth, and freeing up more of your time to be the CEO. Through December, podcast listeners are going to get an additional $100 off their immersion tickets. That's right. You and two of your team members can join Dr. Steen and I and all the other TRP coaches in Dallas for only $13.97. To grab this special deal, go to www.theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events and use the promo code immersion2020. That's theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events using promo code immersion2020, I-M-M-E-R-S-I-O-N 2020. Don't pass up on this deal because it ends December 31st. Hey, I can't wait to see you in person in Dallas, Texas. So one of the things, Doc, we always talk about is that the information should flow to you as a CEO, right? So one of the things that we have to have happen here for you is as we're coming towards the end of this year is that you have the information that you need to review. That's the first thing. You've got to have the metrics. You've got to have the data to review. You can't just go off of your, your imagination or off the most recent stats that you might have had, which could be a while back. So one is, what's the information that you need to have flown to you to review? So you have the 2019 year in review and you could do it well. So that's the first thing is, what's the information that you need? When do you need it by? Who is delivering you that information? And don't blindside your team, please. Don't be like, oh, I listen to this podcast with Doc, Steve, and Dr. Pete. And next thing you know, you go into your office and say, I demand to have my data today. If this is something you haven't done in the past, extend some grace to your team and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm coming awake. I'm wakening up. I'm, uh, I need you guys to help me be a better leader, CEO. So in the next couple of days, week two, whatever it is, you know, you've got to get this information to you. Maybe you've done this already, so congratulations. But Setting the information flow, structure, expectation, agreement with your team is really important from now moving forward. This isn't just an end of the year thing. This is a, for me, it was a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and you know, it's always happening. But there's certain data that I need every year, Doc, for sure. Yeah, I, Dr. Pete, I think this is a great place for us to help them set a goal for this year. Yeah. And I love, I love the end of year energy, frankly. I like it more than the beginning of the year. Personally, you know, I, I love the end of year energy that starts to come in November. Here we are in November, so November, December, right? That end of year energy. It's like when you see the finish line, right? It's just like everybody gets that surge, gets that burst. It's two minutes left on the clock, right? So it's like, okay, let's get after it, right? There's another gear. So ask yourself, like, what are some of the things that I need to have happen to make this a complete year, to make this a real win, right? So I would say if you're not tracking metrics right now, that would be an awesome thing to put on your board, say, by the end of this year, I'm going to have my metric tracking system in place that the team is going to understand why this is important, exactly what metrics I want them to be tracking and why, what do the metrics mean and what does our system look like? How is it going to be tracked and captured? How's it going to be reported and how, what's, how's it going to play out in our meeting system? Uh, in our meeting rhythm. So that, that's my challenge to you. If you're not doing your metrics now, uh, remember a CEO is two parts heart, one part metrics, right? So two parts heart, one, you know, it's, it's like two parts gut and one, one part data. Uh, we, we always want to be operating from a place, place of being informed, right? So and your team's going to help, help you get there. So we have our vital signs program, Dr. Pete, that 
I don't know if I've ever mentioned that here before, but some people are like, okay, what can, you know, how can we find the metrics? How do you capture the metrics? What metrics do we have to capture? We can speak into that, but we created the vital science program for our practice, what, 20 years ago. And we're now in iteration version 20. We improve it every single year. And it's not software, it's Excel spreadsheet based. Yeah. Uh, and it's this rich system that allows you to populate, I think it's 18 numbers at this point, And then it auto-populates all these awesome reports for you. So uh, just message us if you're interested in learning more about Vital Signs. Maybe we'll put a link in here for, uh, for Vital Signs. Um, and you can connect with Nina and she's the Vital Signs wizard. Uh, so you get the reports that you need as a CEO to make the decisions that you have to make every day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so important to have that. And again, I, I think that for many of our, our listeners here, you, you probably have some stats. The question is, do you have the right ones? And, um, and then you also do know how to interpret the data that you're getting and what to do with it. Without getting too far into that, there are a few questions I would, I would consider um, you, you asking yourself that are more high level. Okay, so we can look at the review and we can like drill into any KPI that you want to bring up. Dr. Steve and I could drill into it. I mean, that's what we do every day. We look at KPIs, we look at stats. We, we drill into the meaning behind the meaning behind the, you know, the meaning behind the number. We go upstream as far as we can. And so, but what I would love to do is just start with you looking back over your last 12 months in your life, even in your business, but let's go business. And these are a couple of questions I would have you to answer, but here's the thing, CEO, here's what I would have your team also answer is number one, what was for them even, no, let's just talk to you first. What was your biggest transition that you made this year? Just identify what was the biggest transition that you made? It's a great question because a lot of times the the you know we make we make transitions we make things things change but we don't actually reflect back on it. So number one is what was your biggest transition you made this past year? Number two is what was your biggest win? We love celebrating wins. Um, so what was your biggest win? And here's the thing: I'm not going to say you can only pick one big win, but I think it's it's really important to identify if you were to say what was the biggest win this year. Be able to identify one big win from the year. I think that's really important to do. I think you should have small wins for sure. You should have a win daily. Yo, what was your biggest win this year? And then the third is, what was your biggest lesson? Okay, so what was your biggest transition from the year? What was your biggest win, number two? And number three, what was your biggest lesson? This is just to get you, I like to say, this is just, to, it's like the warm-ups before the workout. These are good just to get you going. Like, just start thinking this way. You're opening, waking up your heart. You're waking up your mind. You're waking up your imagination by, because we don't allow ourselves to think that way. You know, we're so focused on today and tomorrow, mostly just today. But if we look back, we got to kind of like, okay, what am I doing? I'm looking back. Okay, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> what was your biggest transition? What was your biggest win? What was your biggest lesson? That, that's a great place to start for you as, a, as the CEO. And then what I like to say, Dr. Steven, is for my team, I want them to bring the answers to these questions to the next, to our meeting, our vision planning and board meeting which is, what was your highlight of this year? What was your low light? And what was your biggest lesson? So have all of your CAs, your associate doctors, all the people on your team actually do this for themselves, for you, and with you, review it, but have them submit to you the information that would say, my highlight or highlights from 2019 working here were, and have them write that out. My low light or low lights from 2019 business year in review were this. And by the way, that's a really important question to ask. And then the third was the lessons. Biggest lesson or lessons I learned 
working here this year were bam have them answer those i'm telling you collecting those three pieces of data <laughs> is going to be the most one of the most important exercises you'll have ever done uh this whole year yeah i i love this and you know this as you were speaking about lessons learned it reminds me of you know some of the mindset um elements that i learned from the seals uh in the navy seals they talk about win or learn right so I love Mark Devine's work around this. Is that he's the guy who actually taught me this commander, Mark Devine, out of Seal Fit in uh, California. The win or learn mentality is so helpful to the entrepreneur at every level, uh, to the owner operator, but definitely to the CEO because it makes you ask a different question, right? So versus like where was their success and where was their failure, right? So the Navy SEALs always say failure is not an option, right? So failure is not an option. And people see that on t-shirts and bumper stickers and memes on Instagram. But honestly, they really think it means something else, right? So they think that it means that there's no way we're going to fail. Like we can't fail, lives are at stake and, you know, we're going to win and, you know, failure is not an option. That's not what that means at all. (laughs) Like what the SEALs teach is failure is not an option. It's guaranteed. Like, so if you show up to the game, to the match, to the war, to the battle, to the plan, to the business, thinking that you're not going to fail, you're already screwed, right? So that's the thing you got to recognize is that it's part of it. Like everybody's got to own that for a second. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of it. You have to get that. It's like the soreness that comes after a great workout or after a game. It's like the paddle out in surfing, like getting hammered by waves after a beautiful ride. It's just part of it, right? And we teach our kids this, right? We teach our teams this. The question is, you know, CEOs, do you know that? Do you understand that? Your expectations is ultimately you're going to be victorious and you're going to reach your goals. But here's the deal. It's going to be win or learn on the path. It's going to be succeed, fail, fail, change, innovate, learn, succeed, 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 fail, fail, innovate, learn. You go through this learning and through these iterations of learning and learning from the experience and from the data and looking at it and being like, okay, so we need to innovate here. We need to, we need to alter our plan. We need to have a contingency. The SEALs are all about contingency. Here's plan A, here's plan B, here's plan C, here's plan D. It's if then, if then, and they operate as a team. You'll always hear SEALs talking about being a team and everyone on the team knows that failure is going to be part of this mission. No question about it, right? So don't be surprised. Don't be upset. Don't be frustrated. Don't get caught on off guard or on your heels. You go into a battle recognizing that it's going to be a series of successes and failures and there's contingency plans all around that. Man, I love the spirit of that, Dr. Pete, and to be able to just show up to your team and be able to say, okay, where did we win and where did we learn? So, Doc, this is a really important point and I want to make sure that we, we drive this home again. This is the type of discussion you have with your team. You speak this way to your team as, as Doc is talking to you, as you're hearing him, you, you can bring this type of a discussion into your team meeting, into your board meeting, into you know, these conversations with your team and have this, this level of discussion. It's a very mature discussion. But you know, when you talk about the SEALs, why do they have these types of conversations? Because lives are at stake. Do you agree that you're in the business of saving lives? Does your team believe and agree that we are in the business of saving lives? So if that's the case, then we have to be able to have conversations like this team because we are in the business of saving lives. This is how we operate. This is how 
people operate who are on a team, who are saving lives, where lives are at stake, their own life, the lives of their team, the lives of millions of people behind them, who they're protecting. Who are you protecting? Why do you show up to your work every day? Why did you show up today? What's this about? What do we do this for? It's really important that you know, we remind our team, we bring them into this conversation with us so they see how they fit into the big picture. They're, this, they're one of the Navy SEALs or one of these people that's been recruited into this. They've, they've selected themselves to come because they had to agree to come alongside. So this is what they've been recruited for. And it's our time to share this with them. It's very, yeah. very important that we bring Pete, I mean, I think my experience working with so many doctors is that very often they'll say, oh man, I'm just not into, I'm not into the statistics. I'm not into metrics and Excel spreadsheets and I'm, I'm about loving my people. And, you know, it's all about delivering the message and delivering, I just love on my people and that's, that's how I run my business. And I'm like, man, those two things are not mutually exclusive, right? So for me, people are like, oh, you, you're the guy that created vital signs and you're, you're the metrics guy and you like KPIs and scorecards, and everything. I'm like, clearly you don't really know me, right? So I hate Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> like it's like, I'm allergic to that kind of thing. It's like, that is not my spirit at all. That's not my natural state is to be like the numbers guy and the metrics guy and pouring over Excel spreadsheets. Those things give me a rash. The only thing I hate more than reports though is not knowing my business yeah. because I recognize that those metrics represent people. They're members, they represent lives. There's, there's human beings behind those numbers. So if I'm really serious about the mission and really serious about reaching more people, um, then it's my responsibility to be able to manage that and, and marshal all the information I can to make sure we're more effective and efficient, right? So you know, the metrics that, that we collect in our vital science program they inform our activities and our behavior. They, they inform what should we do now and what should we do next. Otherwise, you're just going on instinct. And like I said, I don't have emotions. I have metrics. Why would I be distracted by the stories I'm telling myself? And guys, if it sounds like I have a fluency here, it's because I did this. I did it the wrong way, right? I did it for years just telling myself stories because new patients, volume, and cash cover a lot of sins. You know, when there's a lot of particle movement and a lot of busyness and there's more people pouring into the practice and this cash coming across the counter and the place is quote, quote unquote building and growing and going, it covers a lot of sins, right? And when you have that momentum, it's easy to say, I don't need to follow those metrics anymore. I just need to focus and love on my people. You know what? I'm going to call you out on that. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's your responsibility as the CEO to stay informed. Like I said, it's two parts heart, one part head, right? So it's two parts gut, one part metrics. Get the data. So I want to make sure that you are informing your innate intelligence, like the difference between innate intelligence and, and the learned intelligence, right? The academic information that you picked up so that your innate has some information to draw from. Same thing with your gut instincts. So as a leader, is you've got to give your innate gut instincts as a leader something to draw, to draw from, and that's clarity. And clarity that comes with metrics there's no close competitor there, right? So you, you have your vision story. Once you have your vision story, you have to quantify it and you have to set metrics against it so that you can communicate it to your team and empower them to help you reach your goals and manifest that vision. So this is a critical part of vision casting is it actually has to become quantifiable so that you can recruit others to help you manifest that vision and distribute the responsibilities across your team and develop your team and, and empower your team and trust them and let them go and do the work. So it's trust, train the, tr 
train than trust, trust, but verify. The verify is the metrics and the statistics that come back. So Dr. Pete, man, uh, this is an awesome conversation. We're talking about going back and looking in a review mirror, reviewing our statistics, which of course implies you would have to have these metrics. Um, in, we're going to do a future episode here on goal setting in that episode. Let's break down exactly what metrics are, are most informative. You know, when we look across the domains of attraction, conversion, retention, and collections, what metrics, what, what KPIs do we like to track? Uh, I think that's a great conversation for another day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable. Remarkable.